Hey, hey, I think we're officially live. We should be looking good. Let me just grab here. It is Wednesday. I'm excited to be with you all for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, quick little rundown. What we're going to go through today is this is the monthly Q&A for all things business and career transitions. I'm Jenna Vargas, based here in Tampa, Florida. I'm excited to be here across pretty much all platforms. I finally have a streamlined process figured out. So if you haven't checked out StreamYard, totally a simplified go-to. There are some little technicality things that you, you just got to watch out for. Um, but once you kind of get comfortable, you're good to go. And then I also have behind the scenes on Instagram Live. So tonight, and that's what I was going to say. Thanks for joining as well. Um, very good. So wanted to share a little bit about... Not only am I doing the Q&A, but also I'm having workshops to really help you all provide additional value in your business and career transitions. So just to give you a quick rundown, I'm, again, Jenna Vargas, based here in Tampa, Florida. I help executives and experts develop a powerful personal brand and also job search strategy. And what I'm building out now is more on, on the business side as well, the strategy piece, to discover remote opportunities, make more money, and save time in the process. Part of this um, kind of additional direction or, or, or stream of what I'm looking to focus on is really helping executives and experts, um, specifically women, escape the corporate nine to five by creating an online service-based consulting business, consulting slash coaching business to really create that freedom lifestyle. So think about financial and time freedom, really to be able to replace their six-figure income really monetizing their expertise within about six to 12 months to build generational wealth as a lasting legacy. So I've spent the last week or so really getting more clarity and refining that. So as I build out the podcast and other content online, you're going to start seeing this kind of blossoming. So I'm going to let it happen organically, not going to rush anything, but I'm excited to be here for Q&A today. Feel free to drop your questions in the comments. I'm gonna, I, I have a list of common questions that do come up, but I'm happy to throw into, let me just look here, into the chat section. If you wanna drop in where you're calling in from or where you're checking the live out from, I'm based here in Tampa, Florida. It is finally warmed up. It was about in the 40s now, we're probably 70s, 80s. Um, so let me grab, so I like to pull that up here so you can see it. Definitely add your questions. First things first, how can I create a vision for work and life harmony before determining my next career move? Let me just make sure. All right, so that first one, how can I create a career vision for work-life harmony? So um, we had a similar question previously, but really, identifying kind of having that quiet time for journaling, meditation and self-reflection and thinking about where do I want to be in the next five years? Where do I want to be in the next three years? And then backing it out to the next 12 months to a year. So really painting that picture of what does that look like realistically to everything from, um, I like to reference the, the wheel of life. So everything from my career and business to my relationships, to spirituality, to, um, health and wellness, finances, etc. So really looking at it as a holistic picture and where do you want to go and kind of reverse engineering that a bit backwards. I think that's definitely a great question. Um, if there's any follow-ups on that, you can definitely let me know. 
So the next question I have that's coming through here, we have, let me add it to the screen. All right, the next one is how can I improve my resume and cover letter to stand out to employers? So there are some people that might be on that are looking to do consulting work and they still use a resume and cover letter specifically for um, positioning themselves as an expert, right, in their space. So how do we use that? Definitely the best way is first and foremost, recruiters or hiring managers typically have about seven to 10 seconds to check out your resume in what's called like an ATS applicant tracking system. Um, cover letters, I would say for certain groups and certain levels, that's going to be a priority of importance. Um, but if we're focusing more so on the resume, definitely doing something a little uniquely different to really consolidate and communicate your value add, right? So those could be things like accomplishments, key highlights, achievements. These are things such as how we position our personal brand and how we show up. If you have five to seven pages, the recruiter and the hiring manager is not going to have time and even the, the client's not going to have time to really look through all of that content. So as much as we can consolidate that to one to two page universal resume is going to be so helpful. And then also your LinkedIn profile is going to be super um, beneficial to have as well to make sure that you are um, communicating in the most concise manner as well as um, like on the resume, the design is also important. How are we laying out the information for the reader or the audience, I like to say, to digest that information? So hopefully that gives you a little bit of direction. I have a lot more to share on that, but at least that kind of gets you going. I'm looking at the next question that's come through. Give me one second. Okay. So this is kind of a follow-up question to that initial question. So some of you might be like, hey, I don't understand what is a personal brand when it comes to the job search or when I'm looking for lead generation as a consultant, et cetera. So I like to kind of cross it over into both worlds, whether you're a W-2 employee or looking to do 1099 consulting contract work, et cetera. Um, so what is, a personal, what is personal branding and how can I develop a strong personal brand to enhance my job search? Great question. So what is a personal brand? It's how we show up as a authority or thought leader in our space, right? So this could be everything from resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile, social media platforms. This could even be a website where you have work samples, portfolio, case studies, etc. cetera. Um, so really it's all about how we're packaging our valuable experience and expertise. And if you're a leader, maybe that thought leadership piece component as well. So as you kind of develop your career, you're really gaining more experience and expertise and honing what you're, you're really talented and great at, right? So what comes naturally to you that you really enjoy doing and kind of honing in on that, whether that's your passion, your purpose, kind of your God-given talents in that direction. And then how can you develop a strong personal brand, making sure that you're really consistent across how you're messaging. So whether that means across social platforms, on your own website, how you're showing up if you are sharing any organic or new content, I'm sorry, organic or repurposed content from others, other leaders in the industry, making sure that, you know, the look, feel, style, font, color tones, the brand is really cohesive. Um, and then the other thing as far as personal branding is, Anything that you put out into social or anything you share with um, 
the audience, right? You want to make sure that it is well-written, that the visuals are very cohesive. So there's different sites such as like canva.com, et cetera, that you can use for really marketing um, your, yourself as a thought leader and sharing all of the educational information that you would like with the audience. Okay. So I'm going to take that one out. Let's look to see our next question in the chat. Let me look here. I'm going to add it. Okay. So what are the most effective job search strategies, including online job boards, networking events, and referrals? Hands down, I'm going to put this one on the screen. Referrals are numero uno. So the best way to get noticed, whether you're looking for a new client through lead generation or you're looking for uh, a job search opportunity, you want to keep in mind employer referrals. So I heard something recently on an on a Audible or a podcast about, I think Julia Pimsler had mentioned it, in our 20s and 30s, it's all about honing in on our expertise and, and our knowledge and, and becoming a um, an expert in our given niche or area. And then in our 40s, it's more about who do we know, about networking, about the, the is it seven degrees or six degrees? It's six degrees of separation. So really having those ongoing conversations, even when we don't need anything, but how can we show up and serve other people, show up and add value to other people? We have a wealth of knowledge and information that we can generously share. So I would really encourage that. So as far as um, absolutely referrals is number one and seeing who knows who at these companies that you want to work with or work for. Um, when it comes to job boards, networking events, et cetera, Depending on your style and how much time you have, whether that's more virtual or face-to-face, -face, there's pretty much associations and networking groups and memberships across many different industries. So do a little bit of research. It's going to be well worth your time to really hone in on, um, let me get rid of this other one. Hold on. I've got too much going on here. Okay. You want to really hone in on the people that you're going to mix and mingle with and how can we add as much value within our like area of leadership, expertise, and authority, right? In our area, in our space. Um, networking events, whether that's entrepreneurs, whether that's for marketing associations, whether that's for the SHRM, hands down, people know people, people know about opportunities, et cetera. So no matter what your, your, your transition consists of, it's definitely you want to get yourself around the right people. And also on LinkedIn, there is a section for um, groups and associations. So very, very much virtually, you can get on there and mix and mingle with the right group. So highly recommend. The one other thing I didn't mention on that note is definitely even like spending time commenting at least three times a day. I know that sounds like a lot, but if you can comment on other peers, thought leaders, et cetera, in your space, you start the conversation, you add your voice to the conversation, and you really can start getting noticed. So opportunities might come to you, new clients might come to you, new um, revenue streams might come to you just based on showing up um, and not just hiding behind your screaming screen and kind of like creeping around and just being more of a stalker, but actually being involved in the conversation. So highly recommend that as well. All right. If there's any new questions, it looks like we had a new one. Um, okay, so the next one comes through. This is a great question. A lot of people ask me, how do we really hone in on our job search? Kind of the strategy piece of things. So I'm going to give you a few little um, keynotes here. 
All right, so how can I tailor my job search to specific industries or companies that interest me? So an exercise I love to do with clients is really getting clear and hyper-focused. So I call it instead of like a funnel method where you see in like marketing, it's like an upside down reverse or the point at the top. Okay. So you get hyper-focused on who we are reaching out to and why, what is our dream wish list? What are the companies we would die, not die, love to work for, right. Or work with, um, really understanding the, the path forward and getting laser focused and then kind of working your way a little bit more broadly versus just applying and connecting with like what's already out there, seeing there might be confidential searches. There might be other opportunities that you don't want to miss out on. So definitely thinking about the industries that you want to work for. I use the U.S. Bureau of Labor. Is it labor statistics? I have to look at my link. But you want to make sure you look at all of your industry options. There are some like financial services, insurance, healthcare that are a little more regulated. Depending on your personality and your experience, you may be like, hey, I really enjoy tech and I really enjoy marketing and advertising or these other spaces, as well as the company sizes. So like a startup and small company is going to be a bit different of an experience than like a mid to large company. So you want to look at revenue, how many employees, et cetera. So Glassdoor is going to be a great resource and definitely getting hyper-focused. You can think about um, being more in the driver's seat and proactive versus reactive just to apply for whatever's out there. So that is a fantastic question. Um, if you are just logging on, make sure you comment uh, where you're calling in or watching from. So I'm in Tampa, Florida. Um, let me see what our next question is. Okay. I'm just trying to clean up my little banner board. Okay. All right. So this is a great question that just came through. Thank you so much for asking it. I'm sure a lot of us are thinking about this, but how can I negotiate my salary and benefits effectively once I receive a job offer? So I know depending on the climate of the economy, we might have more offers on the table than others. And now it's even crazy on LinkedIn. I've seen some, some um, jobs have like thousands of people applying for it. So what used to be a few hundred and in my recruiting years going through those applications, A was tedious. Um, you're lucky you can even get through all the applications. So now that it's like five times that number is, or even more is like wild, seven times that. Um, so how can I negotiate my salary and benefits effectively when I receive it? Great question. Um, I'm all about knowing your value, knowing your worth, knowing what your options are. So you have a variety of things that you can typically negotiate when it was more of like the, the candidate was in the driver's seat. People were, you know, asking for sign on bonuses. People were asking for additional accommodations, higher amounts for relocation, you name it. And salary in the last six to eight months, probably when I was finishing up in my last corporate role was like, salaries were going banana. Like people could ask for much higher than they were previously being hired for and people wouldn't blink an eye, but now things are kind of leveling back. So definitely checking out payscale.com and salary.com. Oh, thanks so much for us for logging in from Warrensburg, 
Very cool. Um, I was going to put in payscale.com is one great resource to so create a candidate profile there. The other one is salary.com, which is my favorite. So you do your salary research, checking out these different job titles, levels, looking at base comp plus bonus. So that's going to be helpful to kind of gauge whether you're a consultant and looking at like a per project or hourly Definitely recommend the value add on per project versus the, the dollar per hour, as well as salaries in general, to make sure that you are looking at that midpoint on the bell curve and not over-negotiating or under-negotiating based on U.S. standard averages for those titles that you're going for based on interests and qualifications. Um, so I think that's helpful. Negotiating-wise, um, first and foremost, when you're speaking and getting on with recruiters, it's typically your go-to. On in-mail or email, you have no problem asking, or hopefully have no problem asking, hey, I would love to know what you have budgeted for this opportunity, because you don't want to waste your time, their time, or any other stakeholder's time. It comes down to salary and compensation. And if it's a project, what is kind of budgeted for that project? Um, communication is going to be so critical about what are your priorities and benefits as well. So whether that's um, major medical, dental, vision, 401k, life insurance, PTO, et cetera. A lot of those you can't really negotiate, even if you're not going to accept major medical, dental, vision. It's kind of like offered, but you're not going to get any higher on the comp based on that if you omit or you're with like a, a partner or spouse that already covers those benefits. The only other thing I could think of is some companies have specific like PTO. So if you came from having like 25 days and now you're only going to have 15 they may be able to meet you at like a 20 day PTO kind of a thing. Um, hopefully that's helpful. If you have any other questions on that, feel free to comment. Would love to know where people are calling in from. Give you a quick shout out. That would be beautiful. All right. So let me hide that one. We have a few more questions coming through. I'm going to check on Instagram. Any questions, Lucas, Marilyn, thanks so much for joining. I love to see all your beautiful faces. If, if I could actually see soon enough, I'll be doing like more uh, some interview style. So I'll actually have some beautiful faces on the, on the camera. And if you would love to be a part of like my monthly workshops, et cetera, that are aligned with like business and career transition and strategy, definitely shoot me an email at Jenna at jennavargas.com. I will put that on the chat. And I would love to get you scheduled. I'm trying to, I'm getting super focused and prioritizing before I'm at 28 weeks pregnant, 12 weeks to go. And I'm just so proud of myself trying to like just cheer on the small wins and like completing little projects or completing X, Y, and Z to help serve in a larger capacity. So just trying, I always have a moving target of like goals and achievements, but I'm, um, who did I speak with? I'm trying to remember just like celebrating the small wins. So I would totally encourage that for you as well. All right. So let's look here. The next question. This is a good one. So thank you for sharing. What is the best way to follow up with employers after, excuse me, an interview or application? So this really could apply to employer, uh, employer, prospective employees and consultants, et cetera. Like people get intimidated. They're like, hey, Jenna, I don't want to stalk the recruiter or the client, et cetera. What is the best way to follow up? So for sure, I'm all about communication. 
So I think I learned a lot of that through recruiting of communications key. Recruiters are overwhelmed a lot of times with so many applications, so many people to follow up with. So I would totally encourage you to make sure that you are doing your due diligence, whether that means typically an email follow-up, if not, maybe an in-mail, which is another warm way to kind of touch base. But I would say once a week, typically if they give you a general time frame of like, hey, it's going to take us two weeks to kind of wrap things up or to move things forward or things are going on hold. You want to just make sure that we're respectful of, of the time frame that they've given you. But if, if there's not much clarity there, you absolutely, I would say like a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, once a week, just check in. Hey, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Would love you know to continue to next steps. Look forward to hearing back from you. So I have some different templates that I work with my clients on for follow-up communication, email, in-mail. Um, but you've got to continue advocating for, for yourself as, as you would in like a, a campaign, right? So you, until you get the offer or get the project or the opportunity, ooh, there goes my tripod. <laughs> um, it's up to you to do something uniquely different than others to really stand out. Okay, perfect. Um, and after your application, some ATS applicant tracking systems, such as like Workday, iSIMS, I believe you can check on the status as a candidate to kind of see where you're at in the workflow, in the candidate experience, kind of where you're at in the process. So a lot of times there's a lot of technology behind the scenes that actually could be utilized. So you're not having to wait on a, a recruiter to respond because they get so many emails. Um, so just have grace and be patient, <laughs> but they typically do appreciate the follow-up. So not everybody does it, but I'd highly recommend it. Let's see if we have any more questions coming through. I'd love to see where everybody's calling in from or checking out the live from. Okay, I love this question. All right, so let me remove this other one. All right, so the next question is, what is the best way to follow up with employers after an interview or application? I just did that one. My copy and paste didn't work. Let's see if this works now. We're looking good. All right, how can I effectively market myself to potential employers through social media and online platforms? I'm realizing how much I love digital marketing. <laughs> so this is my space of like, it lights me up. So how can I effectively market myself? So what I am learning and teaching is definitely kind of simplifying and streamlining the process to become a thought leader or authority in your space, right? So even if you're not looking for employment right now, you want to build out almost like a portfolio or examples of like, Kind of a trail of what you've been doing, what you're working on, et cetera, to kind of take people through that. So I've had a discussion yesterday with a gentleman at an executive level, isn't looking, you know, he came back from retirement, he's working in an executive role. He just wants to really put out pieces of like thought leadership and stuff across like social platforms, starting with LinkedIn. So I would definitely recommend using like a canva.com, et cetera, to really um, put out I like canva.com. I'll put it in the chat as well as big view. And I will drop that in the chat as well. So with those resources, you're able to, um, really create whether it's real short stories or just some still images 
um, and also using chat GPT to kind of come up with specific like information, educational information, facts, quotes, I have Bible verses, et cetera, that you can share with your audience. You have to figure out who is my target audience. Is it just recruiters, hiring managers? If you are a job seeker, or if you just want to put yourself out as an authority thought, thought leader, definitely you want to make sure you're building your network on LinkedIn through connection requests and putting a 300 character note, which I have some templates for as well. Um, but building out your network so that way the eyes that are seeing that, whether that's future clients, future employers, future whoever it is that you're trying to communicate with is already in your network. So they're seeing whatever you're putting out there organically, or if you're doing a newsletter or putting out an article. So you want to definitely get crystal clear on who is your target audience? What do we want to share with them and how frequently? So there are ways of like scheduling on LinkedIn easily or using other softwares like Hootsuite or later.com. Um, and even Canva has a free, I think if you have the 1299, paid version, you can actually schedule out your content as well. But this is so helpful for lead generation, employment opportunities, positioning yourself as a thought leader. You never know a when you're if and when you're going to be laid off or back on the job market or lose a client and need to look for another client. So you always want to be equipped and prepared and really educated so you're not being reactive, but very proactive. I learned that through my own career transitions as well. Um, and I would totally focus on LinkedIn as your main professional network online platform, and then just see organically if any of the other sites make sense for you, whether that's um, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, what are, those are the big ones. And like, there's certain search engines such as like TikTok and LinkedIn that get a lot of eyeballs. So making sure that whatever content you're creating, can you use that same real short or story across other platforms? So I, I've been getting a lot of questions about social media management and kind of how do you utilize that for not only employment job opportunities, thought leadership and lead generation, but really that's what kind of lights me up. So I'm excited that that question came through. So thank you. Let's see. We have a few more questions and then I'll, I'll check back if anybody else. Hey, Kirsten, thanks for joining. If you guys want to drop in the comment where you're calling in from, I'm in Tampa, Florida. All right. So this question comes through from more of an entry level professional. So this is very much welcomed. Let's take a look here. Some of you, this might be, if you're like pivoting or transitioning your career, this might be relevant. So what are some tips for transitioning into a new career path or industry? Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I talk to clients about this would be Looking through your previous job history and experience, what did you really enjoy doing? What did you thrive in? What kind of gave you that extra energy when you woke up versus what was draining activities? Like for me, administrative things and very um, um, tedious tasks. There's certain things I, I've learned that is not my forte. And then there's things that I'm really have like superpowers and I'm really good at and I thrive in. So what I'm learning to do is kind of focus in on my, ooh, my chair's going, my zone of genius, and then kind of delegating and outsourcing or automating other areas that I'm maybe not as, as strong in those areas. So I would definitely recommend kind of looking at that, pulling out some breadcrumbs, I like to call it, of like the golden thread or the breadcrumbs of like, what, what were you really successful at? Did you have any feedback from previous directors or supervisors or clients 
um, or have you done any surveys to really get a better sense of like, where do you thrive? And then also looking at different industries or talking to people in those industries to see, is it more regulated, a little bit more um, flexible? There are pros and cons of different industries and happy to answer those questions for you or shoot me an email. And I'm happy to kind of give you some of my own personal insights and experiences. Um, all right. Definitely one other thing I was going to mention here about new career path or industry is informational conversation, meet and greets, absolutely LinkedIn is a great go-to resource. So if you connect, send a 300 character message, you can totally have like a Calendly link or schedule manually to have like a 15, 20 minute conversation, quick introduction. You never know who you're going to meet, which is also really exciting part of LinkedIn. And I love Zoom. So having some conversations, it's more like FaceTime, even though it's virtual versus just like a phone conversation. It's a little more personable um, or personal. Let's see. What are the key components? All right. So we're going to finish up with this last question. And I think this is helpful. And a lot of people even ask me like how to kind of create a game plan or like a daily to-do list or a weekly activity list when you're on the job search or even looking for new clients. Um, so let me add this first. So we know what we're asking. So what are the key components of successful job search strategy, including goal setting and time management? You'd be surprised. I thought time management and time blocking was a common thing, but it seems like that is a big piece of what people struggle with. I'm pretty good with like time blocking, but then my piece is like staying hyper-focused on those priority, like RG revenue generating activities, right? So what are the key components of successful job search strategy? I would say definitely planning ahead, looking at where we're looking to go and working a bit backwards. So you're kind of reverse engineering, you know, in the next 12 months, six to 12 months, this is where I want to be, or this is the level I want to get to, or the types of clients I want to have or work with and serve and kind of working backwards to create milestones and what I call um, pillars and having kind of like a time frame. So in the next three months, um, sorry, let's say 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, et cetera, kind of chopping that up into small pieces. So you can have accomplished milestones, um, including goal setting, and time management. There are different apps for prioritizing, creating good habits, but definitely on your calendar, I color coordinate. So I'd highly recommend that. Having some reflection time to think about, am I more productive for phone conversations? Like for me, I have better outcomes with like prospective clients and phone conversations in the morning versus the afternoon. Then I make sure I buffer in some time for creativity, for some revenue generating activities, as well as some follow-up with prospective clients. And then making sure I love creating content. So making sure that I'm leaving space for content creation. And then typically by the afternoon, I'm having some follow-up client meetings with existing clients. So I really know each day kind of the ebbs and flow. And Calendly really keeps me organized with kind of time blocking. So I know throughout the day and throughout the week what I'm focused on. And then like on Mondays and Fridays, I try and make those more like play and planning days and also for networking and podcasting and stuff like that. So I really try to make it very intentional to make sure my big goals and to-dos and priority items are then chunked out throughout the week. So I hope that's helpful. So when it comes to 
whether that's networking or marketing or commenting on social, you kind of have a little bit of that time blocked out as well as if you're submitting job applications or for gaining new clients, you're kind of working towards that bigger vision or goal. Um, and then also thinking what days and times of the week would work well, whether I'm employed or I'm in transition, when do I want to actually be having those interviews? So making sure you're at your peak, you're prepared, first impression is going to be most important, um, and making sure you're not exhausted and, and just booking client meetings or interviews back to back. So hopefully this is super helpful. I'll see if we have any other comments or questions here, but I really have enjoyed the conversations and appreciate all of the activity and everyone joining here. Um, and thank you, Forrest, as well for, for joining us. Oops. I'll, I'll give it another minute or two if there are any other questions, but this has been so valuable. And then I'll be back in two weeks with the next um, workshop. So stay tuned for that. I try and consistently do bi-weekly at 2 p.m. I'm going to see how else I can use StreamYard for additional like value and, and content sharing and all of that good stuff to really engage with you all. Um, but would love any ideas or inspiration of how to best like show up and serve you all. So really enjoy the conversation. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. I'll see you back here in two weeks on a Wednesday. Um, and have a great rest of your week.